Hi, this is Courtney. Before we begin, we want to acknowledge a sudden loss in the Jackson fan community. Just as we finished editing this episode, we learned of the passing of TJ, a beloved fan in the MJ community who went by the Twitter handle at Tabloid Junk. We did not know TJ well at all, but he was one of the very first people to send us words of encouragement in the early days of this Janet Jackson podcast, and it meant everything to two people who weren't even sure anyone was listening. Based on the outpouring of love for TJ, we know his acts of kindness were not rare. We know he was also a huge fan of Janet Jackson, so we present this episode in his honor. Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's metamorphosis. My name is Courtney, and this is where I normally say I am here with my cousin Cam, but that is not the case today. In our attempt to be both loyal fans and documentarians of Janet's living legacy, we decided that one of us would get to save ourselves for the wonder we hope to experience when we see the show live in August. As such, Cam is trying to stay away from hearing or watching too much about the show before we get to Las Vegas, which is why I'm here with you and she is not. Instead, today, I am joined by three Janet Jackson fans to discuss Metamorphosis, two who have already seen the show live, one of which was actually on the stage, and one fan like me who stayed up all night on opening night to watch and read every live stream, IG post, status update, every everything to do with Metamorphosis. If you are like Cam and are trying to avoid spoilers, you might want to skip this podcast and catch us on the next time. So with that, we're going to jump right in and meet our guests. Elise, we'll start with you. I should say that Elise is visiting us from the MJ cast. So we're happy to welcome another member of the Jackson podcasting family. Go ahead, Elise. First of all, thank you so much, Courtney, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. You are our sister show and we love you madly. Absolutely. Um, we've done, as listeners will know, we've done some crossover episodes with Jamin and Q from the MJ cast. Um, and uh, But I've never gotten to do this with you, so I'm really honored to be here. Um, and yeah, other um, otherwise, yeah, I'm from the MJ cast. Um, check us out if you're like the Michael side of things too. And um, I'm based in Southern California and uh, got to see the the show. And I, I do want to say going in, I kind of come into Janet through the Michael world. So I'm a little bit more of a casual fan in that way, but I have a very deep respect for Janet and um, have just loved seeing her just metamorphosis <laughs> and these last few years. Um, it's been really thrilling and I am getting more and more into Janet every step of the way. So it's been a lot of fun. Fantastic. What was your first Janet concert, Elise? Uh, metamorphosis. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had, I had literally never seen her before. I wanted to go to the state of the world show very badly, but I travel a lot and it just didn't work out for me to get there. So um, this was like my virgin experience of everything. So that that's the perspective I will be bringing to today's episode. I love it. All right. Okay. And Brandon. I'm Brandon. I am Janet's number one fan. Um, <laughs> we have the two two opposite I, ends of the spectrum today. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I have been a fan since 1985 or so. Um, I've been to every show, um, every concert, starting with Rhythm Nation, 
And starting with the Velvet Rope, I've been to every show at least twice. So I am one of those super duper mega fans. I don't think I'm crazy, but you know, <laughs> if there's one thing that most people know about me, they know that I love Janet Jackson. I love that. I love that. And where are you joining us from this morning? I am coming from uh, right outside of D.C., yeah. Washington, D.C. I should say that when I keep saying this morning, it is a Saturday morning. It is May 25th, almost a week after Janet's debut at Metamorphosis in Las Vegas. And so we just want to get together and kind of debrief on that. Ooh, okay. So I'm Natoya Ebony from Recovering Party Girls podcast. We tape out in Houston, Texas. And the first time I saw Janet live was four years ago, uh, 2015, um, the State of the World Tour in New Orleans. I drove out to New Orleans and thank God I did because she ended up canceling the tour a little after that. Before we jump into Metamorphosis, I want to know a little bit more about your origin stories. How did you come to be a Janet Jackson fan? Was Janet the first Jackson you loved or was there a gateway Jackson that led you to her? Ebony, we'll start with you. Um, So just as a kid... Like my first memories are like um, the Pleasure Principle and the All Right video. And I really did like that whole little era. I was in elementary school when the Janet album came out. And then that was just it for me. I just immediately loved her and connected to her. Even though now looking back, my mom probably should not have let me stand the, <laughs> the way I stand for her. Because, you know, uh, that's the way love goes. Isn't like a, a kid's song, but it's, you know, very boppy. And it was like the summer song at the time. And then I remember even at that young age, watching anytime, any place, like knowing it was grown as hell, but like being like really intrigued because I'm in elementary school. Like I'm in like third or fourth grade when Poetic Justice comes out. You know what I mean? So, so I remember one day uh, the If video was on TV and I look over to my mom and my mom's super cool and I love her to death. But I was like, I wish Janet was my mom and like you were my auntie. <laughs> Like, this is, this is me in elementary school being a psycho. So, um, the Velvet Rope came out when I was in middle school. And then that's when, like, my frenzy went, like, head on. So, my mom actually bought me the cassette tape, which, once again, I'm really confused on how my mom was giving me access <laughs> to all this stuff. I think I need you to not judge your mom's parenting like this. <laughs> right. I saw that all the time. I was like, do you know what was on that Velvet Rope? I remember I wanted to go for the Velvet Rope tour and I begged my mom. My mom's like, no, I guess that's where she drew the line. So then <laughs> she buys me the VHS and I watched that VHS every day for about a year and a half, literally every day. And that was like my pastime. If there's nothing on TV, oh, I'll watch Velvet Rope. Oh, I'm about to go to bed. Let me watch Velvet Rope. Oh, it's time for me to get ready for school. I'm going to watch Velvet Rope. So this is me for like a year and a half, learning all the dances, Low-key being intrigued by, like, this dominatrix S&M thing, but then I don't know what I'm really... So you were watching Janet play dominatrix while getting ready for the sixth grade? Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, eighth grade, like, what is she doing? And I feel something, but I don't know what I feel yet. I remember she was on Oprah. We got out of school, like, at 3.50. Oprah came on at 4 o'clock. So the second, the second school lets out, I'm like dodging down the street trying to make sure I get home in time to watch Janet on Oprah. And that's when I knew I was like a fanatic. Like I was a stan before they actually said the word stan. <laughs> that's when you knew you were a fanatic. Not when you were watching Velvet Rope every no. hour of every day. That was not a clue. No. <laughs> so how did you, Elise, 
how did you come to Janet Jackson? What was the first thing that grabbed you? My history with Janet actually goes way back. So I was a big fan of Rhythm Nation, even though I never got to see her in concert. Um, I was really fairly like serious listener from Rhythm Nation. Um, I think my sister originally bought the album when we were little kids and just listened to it obsessively. There was a lot of, you know, living room, mm-hmm. living room uh, uh, show, dance shows for my parents um, through the Velvet Rope. Those were kind of my years when I was listening to Janet quite a bit um, growing up. And, and I still love those albums a lot. I will say I kind of, you know, I was in college in the 2000s. I was just listening to a lot of like, you know, electro thrash. <laughs> <laughs> and so it really has, with um, Unbreakable in 2015 was really when I kind of came back to Janet and was like, oh my gosh, I've been missing all this stuff. So that was kind of the moment. And then um, I would just say like watching her these last couple of years in particular has been really incredible and just very eye-opening and and also really taking stock as a bit of an outsider and taking real stock of all those terrible ripple effects from Nipplegate and realizing the huge impact that had on the perception that way the way the public treated Janet and watching her come out of all that and be where she is now as this incredible empowered woman who's finally getting the respect again that she so deserves has been a lot of fun. Good deal. Good deal. And so, Brandon, what is your origin story? For me, Michael was my gateway Jackson (laughs) that led me to Janet. Right. So like I love Michael and because I loved Michael, it led me to Janet. And obviously I'm like a Janet super fan now. It doesn't take away from anything from Michael because he was my first love. But I'm a Janet super fan. Um, so how did you get to be a Janet super fan? I would say it's probably the same story in a way. Um, I've always been a huge music lover. So I was born in what, 81. Thriller came out in 82. And I used to dance to Thriller around in the house. And then uh, Rebe came out with Centipede. And like, I've, I've always been a huge Jackson fan. I wasn't very familiar with Janet in the beginning. I mean, I was, of course, only what, three, four years old. Um, but in 1985, when What Have You Done For Me Lately came out, my mom said, I was sitting in the car and all of a sudden she heard me saying the words to the opening lines of what's up girl he said you up again again uh, you know what I mean like I did the whole thing and from then on I've been a huge Janet fan control came out the year my brother one of my brothers was born and like right before he was born I made my mom go to the record store she was pregnant and she bought the record so <laughs> it started then and it is not let up it is not faded it is not done anything i'd probably say it's intensified the more I, the older that i get too funny all right well listen um let's get to the reason why we're all here it's metamorphosis uh metamorphosis was janet's first solo las vegas residency and i'm going to say long awaited solo residency because I know I have wanted this for her for so long. I feel like I am in part responsible for this because I feel like I talked it into existence. Um, 
The show is housed at the Park Theater inside of the Park MGM Hotel. Uh, the first show and the second show really sold out. I think the theater holds like 5,100 or 5,200, sold every seat on the opening weekend. Um, the first show was May 17, 2019, the day after Janet's 53rd birthday. And they've already added three dates already. So now this show is scheduled to conclude on August 17th, 2019. And I guess we'll just really have to see if that happens because this is the type of show I think that could be extended several times over absolutely we have a lot to talk about costumes sets isa isa mama (laughs) all of that so let's start at the very beginning or maybe even before the beginning i want to talk about that entrance um but i really want to know what was the vibe in the theater before the show started uh brandon can you tell us about that a little bit yeah so i was in the second row and it was weird. It was a little different. So I've been to State of the World, of course. And, you know, DJ Active was in the front and did all this kind of, you know, his set before the show starts. So like the crowd's getting hype and, you know, everything like that. And this time it was a little more subdued because he wasn't there in the forefront. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he had created the mix that we were listening to, but he wasn't there to kind of like hype the crowd up. Right. But, you know, needless to say, this was the first show. So, like, I was super amped. I was there with my friend Gerard, and we've done this whole, like, we we call it, we, we tour when Janet tours. So, <laughs> um, the anticipation from us was kind of killing us because this was the first time that we had gone to a show without knowing what the show was going to be at all. So, we had all this built up anticipation anxiety like what is going to happen how is she going to start what's the first song going to be like that's how we were feeling Mm -hmm. um and the anticipation was was mounting especially as it got closer as as the 8 p.m to like 8 30 time frame hit like people were like okay yeah now that's unusual for janet and it's gotten a little more lax as the years have gone on but like if a janet jackson concert starts at eight you need to be where you need to be at 804 because it is going to start so this was a a little bit unusual but you know it's first show night so you know there's some things you got to work out and probably a different definitely a different atmosphere because the state of the world we are accustomed to people just like dancing their hearts out and you know in a full-on sweat before the show even starts because dj active basically hosts a house party (laughs) when exactly (laughs) exactly when you get there exactly yeah i was in my seat right at eight and 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 watching very anxiously that beautiful screen with jj on it um uh, i will say they played great music though leading up to it a lot of michael jackson for the michael fans out there um and i enjoyed that part of it but yeah not everybody was pretty calm I, i don't know if it has anything to do with that type of theater setting too just feeling a little more formal or something i'm i don't know yeah i was thinking that too ebony i wanted to talk to you because while elise and brandon were actually in the building you experienced opening night the way that i did from the comfort of your own home now i can't know for sure if you are wearing a bonnet and drinking kombucha but you like me had to experience it vicariously <laughs> through the generosity of others who live stream. Yes, and I was also in a bonnet <laughs> drinking red wine. <laughs> FY, if anyone wants to know, I did have on a bonnet and it was red wine involved. What was your first impression of the opening of the show? Um, I really liked Empty from Velvet Rope because Velvet Rope is actually my um, favorite Janet album anyway. So... Anytime she kind of throws in any songs from Velvet Rope, I get hyped, especially songs that weren't like necessarily singles. I'm instantly geeked. I'm also a Taurus. So immediately when she kind of 
descended amongst the crowd, me being a Taurus, immediately was like, oh, she's on, you know, she on a bull. So um, I was a little leery because like um, that set of the world tour, her clothes were like super baggy. Clearly she was like trying not to show her shape or whatever the case might be. So to um, I was a little leery like, dang, she probably gonna be in here with these hammer pants on and this, this big ass t-shirt. And she comes down in that gorgeous green robe and takes the robe off. And even though she's fully covered, like you can tell it's form fitting. Like she got on tights, her hair was all fluffy, the colors popping. I was like, well, look at good sis. You better show me the Janet I grew up to. That, that better be the Janet to be the Joe I know. <laughs> so I was pretty geeked. <laughs> I get like those little stuff. <laughs> I'll have to say that it gave me MTV Icon Award vibes when she first came down. Um, and it was really my cue that this was not going to be State of the World 3.0, because if I confess, I was a little concerned that that's what this might be. I think a lot of people were, <laughs> because that was one of our concerns. That we were like, it's so close to State of the World. Like, how are they going to make this different? And what is the interest going to be? And I, you know, my my dream was she has to descend. Like there's no way that she can do anything where it's like, Oh, she just pops up or walks onto the stage. Like it has to be a descend from the heavens to, you know, her loyal fans at, at waiting, um, waiting in, in the audience. So I was very happy with that. The one thing I will say is that up close, it's hard to really get a full capture of like what's going on on the stage. So it just looked like a circle. I wasn't really familiar with with what the Taurus symbol is. I'm a Leo. <laughs> Never in a thousand years would I have thought empty. Elise, was that even a song that you were familiar with? Um, only a very, very tiny bit. So, so yeah, I thought it was an I thought it was an interesting way to open. Um, and I know we'll talk more about it, but. Yeah, there were actually, I know, quite a few songs that she really had never even performed live. So I thought that was fantastic. Um, I just want to say I did recognize the Taurus symbol. I am also a Taurus. My birthday is two days from Janet. Um, and so I thought that was a lot of fun. I had a little bit of trouble actually seeing her in the symbol, though, um, <laughs> from my, my particular angle. And it, it took me a second. I was like, oh, she's in there and she looks amazing. Um, yeah. but it, was, it was a surprise. I thought it was a surprising and interesting opening for sure. Oh, I had terrible seats. That's why I'm, um, although I, I do want to say for anyone listening who thinks they don't want to spend the money on like $250 seats, you don't have to in this theater. It's a great theater. There truly are no bad seats, even though I just complained about mine. Um, and uh, yeah, it feels like a really intimate theater, even though it's quite large. Um, so don't be afraid. You can you can get the cheap tickets and you'll be fine. What section did you sit in? Sat in like 401. I was way in the back. Okay. Um, but you said you still so, had a good experience. So that's what... Oh, completely. Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, I, and that would be totally fine. Right now, my entire goal in life is to go back and splurge on really good seats. Um, but, but no, you can really be in any seat and you'll be fine. So this feels like a show that maybe you... I don't want to say you want to see twice. You want to see all Janet Jackson shows twice, but it feels like you want to see up close because I am a concert snob and I did not get great seats. So I think our seats are in the 300 level just because of when we bought yeah. them. But now we could get much better seats if we bought them now. Um, <laughs> but I usually want to see people's teeth. I want to see your yep. eyes and your teeth. And um, but this show, it seems to be so expansive and it seems to take the whole stage. So it's like maybe you do want to sit close one time, but maybe you want to sit back a little bit so you yeah. can, you know, feel the full experience. 
that's exactly my thought like there are two different experiences for this show like the up close if you are like the person that's like hey i just want to have my one-on-one janet jackson experience i want to be close as i can to her then being up close is perfectly great and normal you know whatever for for you but if you want to get the whole like perspective of everything that's going on you do need to sit a little bit further back so that you can see and take in everything that's going on Oh, also, this theater has such amazing technology in it that their their big screens are like the most high def large screens I've ever seen. So you can you can see like the tiny bit of very glamorous sweat like running down Janet's face on these screens, even if you don't have the best seats. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> you called the sweat glamorous. <laughs> And it is. Yeah, it is. And she's dancing her butt off for nearly two hours. And she with these, you know, high def cameras in her face the entire time. And she looked as gorgeous at the end as she did at the beginning. It was amazing. I just thought about the hot mess I would have been if I had a camera in front of my face for that long. I just want to get like overall impressions. You're in there first 10 minutes. So I can tell you, I from home, you know, my first 10 minutes, and like you, I, I don't know all the symbols, so someone had to tell me online, like, oh, that's a Taurus, that's so deep. Mm. <laughs> People were like, oh, her mind. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. And it, it was unexpected, too, because, you know, that was one of those, like, small personal touches that Janet puts in the show. Because she doesn't put, she's not super revealing. She is a private superstar, even though we know a lot about her. Most of what we know about her is from her music. Right. So just those little small touches were, I was like, oh, wow, that's super thoughtful. Like the first 10 minutes, I was just discombobulated, really. I didn't know what was, I was like, okay, we got empty. And then, you know, she comes down and like this robe, I don't know what this is. But all I knew was like, I like it. <laughs> like I was, I remember when, so I was like, okay, empty. And then I was like, okay, all right. And then feedback started and I was like, and the dancers came out and I said, yes, to these outfits. Like I was blown away by like just the production of how it all started and what it kind of looked like. And then like, it was just a completely different um, staging and choreography than what, you know, we had seen from feedback before. Like this is I know this is about to be amazing. And now that it's never not amazing, but like this is about to take it to the next yeah. level. Yeah. So, so at least for you, what was like those opening minutes were? So this is your first, I'm still trying to get okay with that. Like this is your first. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> Janet Jackson concert. I'm your most controversial guest so far. <laughs> You're like, Courtney's like, what did I do inviting this girl on the show? <laughs> no. Actually, I listen. I know, I know where you came from. So I know you are a Michael Jackson yeah. fan, and so I figured maybe you had seen her in concert once or no. so. But this is even better <laughs> because for this to be your first concert, like I would say, this is better than like say Unbreakable was your first concert, which was yeah. a good concert. But like, I just I don't know that you could have done better. So kudos to you. <laughs> well, man. I, and I and I actually want to make one point related to that is that this is a show that will absolutely appeal to the super longtime hardcore fans like like you guys but also to more casual fans to fans who are rediscovering janet which i would sort of qualify as um and to your total random bff who doesn't listen to janet at all everyone would enjoy this show absolutely um 
but yeah, the opening, um, I was also, it took me a, the first, I think, few songs to kind of get my bearings and figure out what direction it was going to go in. But I thought the look of it was very interesting. I thought it was simultaneously felt like a big production, but also very spare, um, which I thought was compelling. Um, and that kind of oh, continued God, through the whole yes. show, I thought. Um, especially in comparison to, you know, these are big Vegas shows and I go to a Vegas show every, every few years and nobody can do a show like you can do in Vegas. You know, they just have this technology and these theaters. That's pretty amazing. Um, but thinking about some of the other residency shows and I was kind of reading some reviews of like Gaga and I think Gwen Stefani and that sort of thing. Um, they really kind of talk about them being almost like circuses, mm -hmm. you know, and this, they had a beautiful spareness to it from the very beginning from her descending. And those first few songs we got went through, um, they just put a real focus on her, on her emotional journey, on her dance journey, um, on the music itself, on her, on her backup dancers. And I know those dancers are super important to her and her family in a lot of ways. Um, and that I just, I got really pulled in pretty quickly. And yeah, her, I thought her outfits were really interesting and really beautiful. And um, the color. Yeah. The color is actually what got me too, because that state of the world tour was black and white. And then I remember she did that. Um, it was like the number ones tour. Even that you can, she was more lax. She was like in jeans and like a, like little jackets and stuff. Nothing. Tank tops and suspenders. Yeah, right? like nothing too much. So to actually see fashion back in it, because like my first memory of like a Janet Jackson concert uh, is the Janet tour. And even though they were, were in white and tan, they had different elements that they had pinks and headdress and, you know, it was colorful. Uh, the, uh, the All Right video is colorful. So to like kind of see color come back into the, the folds made it an even more better and elaborate show, in my opinion. Yes. That pink and black outfit in the at the beginning was was really cool and different. It was something I hadn't seen before. It's crazy because she had done like a video like the night before with uh, her musical director because um, he had gotten her a gift for her birthday. And she was like, I'm slowly becoming a pink girl. And I was like, and she was like, I don't really do pink. And then she comes out in this pink outfit. And I was like, did you just like, did you just bait us Janet Jackson? Because obviously you knew you were about to wear this pink outfit as your opening outfit. It tomorrow, right? You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like I was like, that's that is hilarious. Um, I will agree with you on the on the, the 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 sparseness of it. Like I was, that was one thing that I was like, okay, so where's the band? And I couldn't see them, and I was like, it's. I mean, I know that there's a live band, but I was like, are they just kind of off the stage somewhere? And there's not going to be any any band appearance on the stage. Like I was kind of. Taken up, not taken aback, but kind of like, okay, that's different. But I'll agree. Like, this is the thing about Janet Jackson that I love that when she, when everybody else is doing this thing over here, she's doing the thing on the other side. And it, to make herself so, because she understands the need to stand out, the need to be different, the need to be who she is instead of catering to what the, what everybody else is doing. So everybody else has these big, huge, bright, elaborate shows and staircases and things happening. And I'm not saying that none of those things don't, you know, those things happen in the show, but the way that she reveals them is like, it's not all here for you in the very beginning. In the very beginning, it's just about me and these dancers. And then I'm gonna pull you in, I'm gonna pull in these other elements of the, the staging and the design um, as it goes along. So it doesn't, feel like your typical Vegas show. And mind you, I've never really been to one. I've just kind of seen some things on TV. 
or on you know on the internet but like it it has a completely different feel i think than what you would expect from any other Vegas show. And that's the beauty of yeah. Janet Jackson. I really me. love that she stays true to herself in every situation. I, I love that. And this show feels like one that she really took in a lot of fan feedback. Like, you know, it, it almost felt like, like you know, are they eavesdropping on the timelines? Are they listening on Twitter? Because a lot of fan feedback was included, oh. it would seem, in this show. And another thing you mentioned, like the sparseness, the one thing that stood out for me um, we talk about how we occasionally used to get like really j- great solo performances, solo dance performances. It, it, not a lot because she's all she's usually surrounded by dancers or a band, like you said. But sometimes like, you know, you, you got to go far back, though. You got to go to like the pleasure principle. You got to go to the knowledge. You got to go to the I get lonely performance on Rosie. Um, but when she chooses to right. like command a stage, she can. And it's so funny that she chose to do right. it in Vegas where she was like. I'm going to go sparse in the biggest place on earth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, I, I just wanted to add that um, her command of that stage, even with almost nothing on the stage was pretty incredible. Like when I was watching, it felt at moments like I was, that it was a very small stage, probably because I was so far away. No. <laughs> and, um, and, and that, I thought, oh, the stage isn't that big. But then occasionally you'd see her walk across the stage. And it would take a long time for her to walk across that stage. And it would be a reminder of how huge the stage was. And yet she made it feel like she owned every part of it. And that it was this intimate experience. And I thought that was really incredible, especially for not having all these crazy props taking up um, a lot of room, like many other artists would have used. So what did you guys think of of the dancers, the choreography, the costumes. You know, this show features 14 dancers and a lot of the original choreography. So, of course, there's new choreography for some of the songs she's not performed before. Um, But, you know, in some of the later tours, like in State of the World and those tours, we got some revamped choreography for some very traditional pieces. And, And in this particular show, she pulled out some of those original pieces and gave credit to those original choreographers in her program, which I just love. It just says so much about her. Those of you who are there, let's start with Elise, because this is your first in-person experience like so how did you take it all in the choreography the costumes what what was the feel well first of all i mean janet dances just speaking about the choreography um in general dan janet dances so much i mean she does not get a break the her backup dancers get far more breaks than she does i i just don't know how she does it i'm blown away by her um and uh but as far as the choreography itself really fun i mean you can tell there's a wonderful energy and dynamic between her and her dancers. Um, And I loved going back and kind of referencing all of her eras. I mean, um, kind of to do the most stereotypical area, I guess, when we get towards the end of the show, which I know we'll talk more about, um, the Rhythm Nation costumes, super, super fun. Everything goes from very colorful and these pinks and reds to the these blacks and whites, um, and so yeah, I mean it was it was fantastic and it really made me want to go back and like revisit all her videos again and just having these amazing reminders of how many iconic dances she established that other artists have used over the years um, just really you know sets in stone just what an incredible icon um, and cultural touchstone she is. Absolutely. So I think that 
I love the added dancers. Um, I think her name is Natalie. Like, I was blown away by her. She's the one that has, like, the short bob. Like, oh, my God. Like, she was just kind of, like, fantastic to see up close, especially, like, all the moves. I mean, and then, um, you know, all the original, the dancers from State of the World Tour, um, I thought she definitely stepped up like the the costumes mm-hmm. like went to the next level this time you know what i mean like and i feel like you know i mean not that i didn't expect that from her but you know it's kind of one of those things like okay we're in vegas what is going to happen how is it going to be and it was like it was kind of like you know high fashion of, at first and i was like that's not a typical janet thing for a concert you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, i mean they're costumes and they're costumes that you can move in and they're interesting costumes but these in the beginning i was like oh wow like that this was completely unexpected too but i loved it and i loved the, the staging of it and how they all kind of came on the stage in, in different parts and different pieces and um the way that she kind of interacted with them and you know we all know that you know janet likes to create a family with with her dancers so it's like you can always feel those good vibes and that good energy from them and you know one thing that i also think that she has her dancers do that others don't is that the dancers kind of get in with the crowd you know what I mean like they they'll come up to the front of the stage and they'll look at you and they'll you know they'll make a face so they'll you know they interact when they can you know what I mean there are times when they're you know of course they have to focus and they have to have a certain vibe but you know they they are just as much a part of the whole production as she is and you know, you get to know their personalities and their names and all those things, you know, I'm always one of the people who's like, I love the original <laughs> kids. So, you know, talking back, going yeah. back to like Tina and Seanette and, you know, and Tish and all of those, you know, Omar and, you know, Sean and all of those people. Like, I think for me, again, having watched from my stadium seats, which was my bed, um, I think that <laughs> this show, I could tell that there was a real emphasis on tight precise choreography while they were still keeping it fun because if i'm keeping it a hundred we're gonna just be honest i felt like the last couple of so state of the world state of the world two and to some extent unbreakable but not as much it was a lot looser the choreography meaning that you know where we're, we're used to like military precision with Janet Jackson choreography, like everybody's hitting the beat at the same time, you know, arms in the same place, you know, faces look the same, except for, you know, when they break character and are just having fun. But that's kind of like what we were used to. And these last couple tours haven't given us that. It's been kind of loose and fun and keeping it with the time because that's how people are dancing these days. Um, But to me, that was not Janet's brand. Her brand was tight, precise. And so it was good to see that come back. And it's funny because same dancers. I mean, they've added three, I think. But these are the same people. But just the the stylistic choice is different. And and I I appreciate it. I'm like, welcome back. (laughs) I'm, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad you said that because I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a tightness to it that it wasn't before, but in the, in the vein of how it always had been. And I think that that was, maybe that was part of her, you know, paying tribute to herself. Because if, if, if you want to be honest, that's what this whole con- this whole tour, this, well, not tour, but this whole concert, the show is about. It's Janet being like, mm-hmm. you know, this is me and this, I'm paying tribute, you know, to myself. You know what I mean? So, and most artists can't do that if we're perfectly honest you know what i mean so i think that that part of like you see when you break it down like you see all of those different elements and how they kind of all come together to can i follow up on your point 
Brandon about, um, you know, kind of paying tribute to herself. And that was one thing I was a tiny bit worried about going into the show was thinking, you know, is this going to be kind of the Vegas, like, retrospective, like just medley of kind of going through 30 seconds of each song through her entire career or something. And obviously it really, really was not that. Um, mm. But I thought the flow of everything as it, as it, we kind of went on her, this musical journey was really interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, she is in so much control of everything that's going on um, and referencing all these points of her career along the way in a way that still is still feels so interesting and fresh. I agree. I, I mean, you, the interesting point that you brought up was the medleys and what I was shocked at was in the beginning, like for, I think for State of the World, it was like the first couple of songs, like everything kind of flew past you really quickly. And this, it was like me and my, my friends, we say, we you know, you got to let it simmer, which I think we got from Michael. So um, it was, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. thank you. So we're letting feedback breathe this time. You know what I mean? Like we got the first, second, and so the first and second verses, and we got the little rap. You know what I mean? Like, and then we got the the end piece where in the video she's in the little red outfit, but you know, like in that scoot across the stage, that was my favorite thing. A part of the part of uh, about about that choreography in that moment. Like, I, I like that, and I, I and I assume that maybe that was something that you know, like we say, they're lurking around on these kind of sites, listening and getting taken in feedback from us fans. Like, yeah, okay, let me let this simmer. Let's play this out a little bit longer. Let's 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 change these things up a little bit. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the set list. So the show is approximately a hundred minutes long. And it features about 40 songs, many of which are deep cuts or fan favorites that she's never really performed. Um, so I want to know what your favorite songs were and what songs surprised you. Ebony? Um, Moist surprised me because <laughs> I didn't expect her to go there. Like that's one of the the, the freakier Janet songs. So I didn't I didn't expect her to go there, especially because like I said, I had state of the the world tour in my mind. I like what she did with um that's the way love goes. Um the lighting when they were snapping and how the dancers would go dark and then come back when they snap and they'll be back in the light. I thought that was genius because at some point you've been performing a lot of these songs for so long. It's cute when you kind of do something different that your fans aren't expecting, Absolutely. especially if you're a person like me who's watched a lot of like the concerts and the footage. It's nice to see it be the same but add like a different lighting or a different element or like maybe a different two-step in it. Yeah. Brandon, I probably know what surprised you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Lise, what what were um, some surprises, some songs you didn't expect to hear? And I mean, we got so many good songs. Feedback, uh, Trust to Try, If, Youth. There was R&B Junkie was in there. So what for you, Elise, jumped out as kind of one of your favorite moments or favorite songs you enjoyed? Well, of course, all this was completely brand new to me and I was having my cherry popped. So, um, so it was all just <laughs> joy all over the place. <laughs> what I did think was interesting in the opening was, was that all of these songs were clearly, except for maybe, um, if, which is probably my favorite Janet song, um, uh, in the first, gosh, like, I don't know, seven, eight songs, they were almost all these kind of deeper cuts. And I thought that was really interesting to open the show that way. For me, the show almost kind of changed when we got about halfway through to I Get Lonely. 
And I was just so in the moment right there. It was pulled me in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we don't even want to start talking about it. Do. And I want to hear everything you have to say about that. Um, but yeah, for me, that was like a turning point of the show where it was a little bit more of a medley kind of up to that point. And then at that point, I think we shifted to really getting full songs for a lot of the rest of the show. Oh gosh, I, I loved, again, these are the stereotypical picks, but I loved Miss You Much. The dancing for Miss You Much was just so fantastic and fun. And Black Cat, and then really just everything kind of culminating towards, I think, the Rhythm Nation performance, which was incredible. Um, so those are the totally boring highlights for me. Brandon, you will have much more interesting highlights. <laughs> so I just want to say, you mentioned I Get Lonely, and everyone knows that that's my favorite Janet Jackson song. And I, well, okay, it's a tie. Present principle, I Get Lonely. They're right there together. Ooh, and take care. Okay, three-way tie. Um, but I very much enjoyed I Get Lonely. So, the, you know, everyone's been calling, Strawberry, Strawberry. And I'm like, Strawberry's back. And I didn't know I missed her until... I get lonely. And, you know, full disclosure, like when people online are always talking about they want strawberry back, you know, I just stay quiet. And one of the reasons is because I want Janet to feel free to be the Janet she is when she is it. Right. Like, I don't want to tell you what side of your personality I want to see. Like, I couldn't imagine like a friend coming up to me and being like, you know, you used to be way more fun. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> like um, but sometimes maybe somebody does need to tell you that. I don't know. <laughs> but so like, you know, I was like, I'm just here for whatever Janet is going to yeah. be at this particular time. Don't matter. I'm cheering for them all. But listen, welcome back, Strawberry. In full <laughs> effect, unexpected glory. Yes. I was like, well, hello, Janet Jackson. We're here. Hello, Strawberry. Thank you so much for returning. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that for a second, Brandon, because you got a special welcome back. Uh, you got to meet Strawberry up close. Brandon, for any who haven't picked up on this, uh, was on the stage, first got selected, uh, open at night. Oh, my God, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Take us I, to <laughs> that moment. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me, but that moment on stage during any time, okay. any place, I want you to tell me what you want to tell me, and then I'm sure I'm going to have a ton of questions. So I, I'm going to start it before any time, any place, right? So I Get Lonely comes on. She comes out there by herself. The fire, she like <laughs> taps her butt or something, and the fire ignites, and I was like, literally my jaw dropped, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what's happening here? What's going on? So she does this whole performance. She gets on the floor. I was like, okay, Janet's doing a whole solo dance routine to I Get Lonely. Yes. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, w not any of the original choreography, no other dancers on the stage. Like, what is happening? What is about to happen that we don't know is, a go is going to happen? So she does that. Then anytime any place starts, and I see four or five dancers come out in wigs and lingerie on the other end of the stage and they are in line on the edge of the stage and i turned to my <laughs> friend gerard and i said what can i curse what the f is happening here because this looks very familiar to me and i was like yo it's about to go down they're going to come down to this end of the stage. And when they come down to this end of the stage, they're going to pick me. <laughs> so you had already decided. 
I was like, this cannot happen to anyone else tonight. And the crazy thing is my friend Gerard that I was with, he has been picked before for Would You Mind on Offer You Tour. So he got that whole <laughs> extra experience. But we'll talk about that later. We're in row two, section 102, which is right in the middle. On the end of the, we literally jumped in the aisle and then I jumped in front of him. So the girls come over. I'm jumping. I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Alex, her dancer, Alex. So she looks at me and she says, oh, you want it? And I was like, hell yeah, I want it. It's mine. Like I'm literally talking <laughs> to her directly. I was like, it's mine. Me. Only me. Just me. You're going to pick me. She was like, oh, for real? And I was like, yes. So she turns to Janet and was like, him? And she was, Janet looks and she points and she was like, yeah. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, wait a minute, is this really happening? And then like for a second, I was like, maybe she didn't pick me, but I'm going with this because it couldn't be anybody else. Nobody else wanted it the way that I wanted it. So it had to be me. Joey, her bodyguard runs over to me and he, you know, kind of takes my arm and he was like, so listen, we're going to strap you down in the chair. If you touch mm -hmm. her, you're out. He said, you're out. I was like, I don't know if that means you're going to kill me. That means I'm out of the show. That means, you know, I'm off the stage. Like, I don't know what out means, but I don't want to experience out in any way, shape or form because I'm going to get Janet Jackson strawberry in all of her glory. Well, he was like, but I want you to have fun. I want you to scream. I want you to holler. I want you to do everything. You just can't touch her. So I was like, cool. I got it. So I walk up on the stage. Um, so I walk on the stage and I was like, oh my God, I'm on stage in front of everybody. And Janet Jackson is up here. What is about to go down? Mm -hmm. What I do know is you got to put on the show too if you're going to be on the stage. Like you're not, you can't be on the stage and be boring because no one wants a boring interaction <laughs> on the stage. And I've seen a couple and I've seen a couple since mine. And I was like, y'all, we're not it. But I digress. So we get to the chair and like, they kind of like, push you into the chair like like they're like you know like demanded like you know like forceful you sit down it's a little forceful and i was like whoa, whoa okay i'm going with this we'll take this um and then they strapped me in they kind of making me put my hands further back and it was a little uncomfortable i'll say that like and then they go you know alex whispers in my ear okay don't touch okay and i was like i got it i got it and then the song starts and <laughs> when i look back at the video that i've seen like i just remember like i snapped my head and like turned and looked up at yes. her and I was like and then I nodded like come on like I, I want you down here mm -hmm. when are we going to get to the part where you're down here that's all I kept thinking right then the dancers start dancing on me and I didn't expect that to come from anywhere and I was like oh wow okay <laughs> this is what we're doing all right got it I'm here for this I'm here for all of this and then I turn my head and I see her coming mm -hmm. and my <laughs> whole body was left on that stage but i was somewhere else i don't know where i was and i don't know if i'm back from that place yet on your face it looks like you're yelling is she coming is she coming? I, I was like i think i said she's coming she's coming she's coming like i was like oh my god i, I there's i don't even know how to really describe the feeling like i just I, it was such anticipation and then, like, my feet, I kept, like, lifting my feet up off the ground, apparently. And there's these great pictures of me, like, with my feet, basically, like, I look like I am being lifted yes, off the chair into space. Yes, yes, yes. It totally captures the moment, like, exactly how I felt. Like, literally, like I say, I felt <laughs> like my body left, like, or I left my body. That's That was me leaving my body. <laughs> so as she's walking up, 
And so I don't know if you can see it, but I say it popped, it popped off, it popped off because you broke the chair. <laughs> um, and I right, and I I didn't want I didn't know where Joey was, right? And I didn't want anybody to think that I did something on purpose. I was like, I am not losing this moment. I was like, you know what? Nobody's coming. So I'm just going to put my arm back down and I'm going to be as still as I can be so that I don't do something that I'm going to regret. She walks over to me. She puts her hand on my chin and it was like, I don't really remember what she even looked like <laughs> up close in my face like that. Like the hair was all over the place and then the microphone was in her face. And I just, it's like, it's surreal. Like I remember it, I can see it, but then I don't know what I was really like. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but she leans in really, really close. She pulls her hair around. She doesn't kiss me, you guys, unfortunately. I was I dying know to like know she- that. Because <laughs> we all need to know what happened when the lights went out. I wish that she did. So she takes her hand, she puts it straight down my chest over my crotch and the lights go out and then Joey comes and snatches me off the stage. Wow. Okay. So no kiss. So no kiss. But you did it's get- just an illusion of a kiss. I got as close as I could and I screamed and, I, and what I also wanted to make sure I did was that you could hear my voice over the over the microphone, like in the microphone. So that's, so I said, come on, Janet, come on, baby. At the end, now I think this happened. I'm not sure if this happened, but in my mind it happened. <laughs> she like tapped me and she said, good boy. And she walked away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Either way, real life dream. That's a fine ending. <laughs> I still can't believe it. I was out last night with, at a party and people were walking up to me that, that had seen it. And they were like congratulating me still. And I was like, this is bananas. Yeah. Like, I, and that's what's really crazy about this time is because, you know, when she used to do that, it take five months for people to like finally see the guy and see who he was and what happened but like that night everybody knew it was you right right which was crazy like just so that everybody knows they take you off stage and they direct you right back to your seat you do not get to go backstage to have a conversation with anyone so i go right back to my seat so she um I guess she recognized that I was the guy from that she pulled on stage because later on, like she gave me this very familiar like mm. look. And like we had like a couple <laughs> of seconds and I was just like, this is the moment that I always live for. <laughs> After the show was over, like people wanted to take my picture. People wanted to smell my clothes. <laughs> and I will tell you this. She smelled like the most beautiful flower. How is that, that possible? Ever smelled in life. People say that all the time. Like when people come away from her, they talk about the smell. And I've gotten all kinds of descriptions about the smell baby powder, roses. It's the most beautiful scent that I've ever smelled in my entire life. And I probably will never smell it again unless it's on (laughs) her. There is nothing I wouldn't give to know what kind of fragrance, cologne, handmade scents. And she, I mean, they had to have rubbed her down before I Get Lonely started in order for her to smell that good. Because she had been on stage for about 40 minutes what 45 minutes or so at at that point so she of course she was sweaty and you know what i mean like but somehow they got rid of all of that and she just smelled wonderful it was amazing i want to assure everyone i had no clue that it was going to happen i didn't even know that they were even going to have this segment in the show 
I'm glad you said that because when um, you and I connected it and you were like, hey, I have a friend who also went on the stage. I was like, okay, we're about to bust this conspiracy (laughs) wide open because I (laughs) need to know how two people who go to every show together end up on stage in sequential nights. Right. Right. So that the, the reason that that happened really was because Gerard was sitting almost in the same location that we were the first night. So he knew okay. then what was going to happen. It was easier to know what was going to happen. Right. Not saying that it changed any of his excitement or anything like that. Too funny. Elise, what was your perspective in that moment? So this is the first time. I don't think anything happens like this in a Michael Jackson concert. <laughs> so. Oh, God, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, I, that moment was so steamy and so intense that number one, myself and then all my friends who came with me, we were all completely convinced it was staged. Um because it was just, and that we were, we were totally convinced that kiss was real too. It just was like, we were like, Oh my God. So now I am, I'm so reassured to know that, that it was not, that it really was like, now I can say it was you up there. Although I didn't get to see you the second night, but how, how was it watching another guy go up there the second night? And his friend. So with him, it's never a jealousy thing. It's always like, okay, you deserve this too. Because together we're like the unstoppable like jj janet janet force like you know like i was low-key jealous before when he had the experience by himself now that i have it (laughs) i'm okay (laughs) completely okay and now that he got it twice i'm like dad you got it twice but i do have an experience that he doesn't have so like at the offer you tour i did get to go backstage and actually meet her and have a slight conversation with her um so yeah that's a a whole different story but like so i'm always like well i got to actually have a conversation with her and she actually knew who i was at that moment and that freaked me out um she was like oh you're brandon and i lost my like i was like how did she know who you were so you know how they say there's like six degrees separation like my theory is that there's like one maybe like 0.5 yeah two at most is my theory yeah exactly so my my aunt is friends with someone who was friends with seanette and she was able to get us backstage and so so when i was in college, I had to do a paper on um, like someone that influenced you or something like that. So I, of course, wrote mine on Janet Jackson. Um, and it was like a speech class, that's what it was. And I had to give this speech in front of everyone. And I gave it to my aunt's friend and she gave it to Sean who gave it to Janet, right? I didn't know any of this happened. I remember this like yesterday. I check my email and I get this email. It's A- two L's, the number four, and you at like AOL.com, right? And I was like, what the hell is this email address? And I read it and it was like, thank you so much for um, your kind words or something like that. You know, you're, uh, you're, ama- you're, you're amazing. Or it's some type of like, you know, like kudos and like, congr- okay, you know, thanking, from, thanking you. It's from Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was. I didn't know. Like, it didn't say that A for A11 for you. Like, that was all for you because it was about to come out. But we didn't know because the album hadn't come out yet. So it was like that was her email address at the time. But anyway, so um, I think from that experience, I think Seanette told her who I was. And so when I went backstage, 
And I said, um, so my brother was with me. And my brother's a huge Janet Jackson fan, too. Not quite as big as me, but he's a huge fan, too. So we're backstage. We walk up. Her dog, Riley, is with her. We walk in. We're the last two people before the show starts for this meet and greet. And I walk in, and I shake her hand, and she has, like, the smallest hand that I've ever touched in my life. And she, my brother says, my brother's younger than me. And he goes, hi, Janet, I'm Jonathan. And I was like, oh, yeah, my name is Brandon. And that's when she said, Oh, you're Brandon. And I was like, what? It's completely speechless. I didn't even know what to say to her after that because I couldn't believe that she knew who I was in that moment. Um, and I shook her hand, gave her a hug. I didn't want to hug her too tight because I felt like I was going to break her or something. <laughs> and we took a picture and she signed some, um, she signed like a CD and a tour book. And that was it. But I always say that she remembered me from that moment. Well, thank you for not breaking Janet because we need her. So let's talk about a little bit. You've getting back on Metamorphosis. Can we talk about this Rhythm Nation tribute portion? The set from yes. home looked amazing. What was it like to be there? I was shocked. I was trying to figure out how the Rhythm Nation piece was getting like happened. And I was like, oh my God, they're doing a throwback to the concert stage from the Rhythm Nation tour. Mm-hmm. And then I realized the back drop was the set from from the film short so from the rhythm nation movie with you know rhythm nation the knowledge Mm -hmm. and mystery much like it has that whole warehouse scene you know like the whole rooftops the set and then there's a billboard of her that has the rhythm that says rhythm nation 1814 on it and and i was like oh shoot like this is a whole (laughs) bona fide tribute like i was amazed loved it yeah elise yeah, Brandon, you said it all. I mean, it was it was like the absolute emotional and performance culmination of the whole show. It all came together. It was really moving. I just thought they brought us back to that video completely and just really fun to watch. Uh, the, I, I was trying so hard not to take too many, you know, cell phone videos and actually just be present and watch the show. But but I will admit during that section, I could not resist. I was doing a lot of videos. But no, it was it was great. The dancing was great. I loved the outfits. We should really say that Rob Behar did his thing in this show. The costumes from start to finish really told a story along the way. And I just thought it was so well done. Um, and so many, like there were, I can't, I don't know how many costumes there were, but Janet had seven herself. And then, you know, you've got the dancers with all these costumes. So I just cannot say enough about um, how well done that portion was. And also during that Rhythm Nation tribute, my favorite moment of the show, having not actually seen the entire show, my favorite moment was the knowledge. Mm. I felt like she rocked the knowledge. Oh, that, that dance break? Yes. 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 Dance break was fire. Yes. And it just, you know, what I love about Janet, you can tell the choreography is shifting, right? So choreography, most of the newer stuff is different from the older stuff. It's not as laborsome, I'm going to say. Right. Right, right, but right. it's so good. Like yeah. she makes everything look amazing. The simplest steps she makes look amazing. And I think that's what's more important than like how many steps you can get in this one beat. Right. right how does right, it look right. and how do people feel, you know, taking it in? And they have nailed that. I don't know that there's anyone doing it better. They may be doing more complicated stuff, but no one's doing it better. The thing with Janet is like she's an effortless dancer and she's a real dancer and I'm not going to get into other artists because I don't want to have that thing but yeah like what she does she's not just shaking her butt 
on stage. You know what I mean? It's like all it's all controlled. It's all intentional. Exactly. It's all intentional, but it's all effortless too. Like you, you never feel like she's counting her steps. You never feel like, you know, like, oh, she's going to miss a step. Like she can go in and out of the choreography and not even turn around to look where she's supposed to be. Yeah. But that's a person who's rehearsed, you know, like a lot of times exactly. we say it's effortless, but it's effortless because of the previous effort. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And another highlight moment, there was the just quick tribute to her brothers, which we don't see mm-hmm. a lot from Janet, you know, for I, I, so much of her career, she worked to separate herself and be seen in her own light. And we can all understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But to have the confidence and also just the love for her family to, you know, in her biggest moment, include them. I was super geeked about the shout out she gave her brothers. I like like that. Hey, I'm a Jackson, right? That's my people's. That's my family. Say what y'all want to say. I'm a Jackson. Those are my brothers. I'm a stand. That's kind of how I felt. Like what she was doing, like I'm a stand regardless of what happens. And I live. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I was actually surprised that she did it because I was like, wait a minute. You know, like we've gotten the scream thing, you know, when she does scream and and that's a huge moment. And I wasn't sure if she was going to do that this time or not. And then I was like, okay, she didn't do scream. All right. But then it was like, oh, I'm just going to do all of my brothers. And I don't, I don't really recall, you know, I remember, you know, she speaks about them, but she's never really done anything to perform like they did. And when she said it, I was like, wait a minute, is she about to sing one of their songs? And then I thought, and that, that if, so if she had fun. done that, I really was going to lose. Because I was like, oh my God, Janet's going to perform a it. Jackson 5 or Jackson song. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't. We would all pass out, so and that's I was why like, she can't do it. Right, exactly, exactly. We all would have died. She would have killed everybody and then everybody there and everybody watching at home. Like, we would all have been dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I went to ask you guys if she had ever done a reference like that to her brothers. So that's good to know that was a totally new thing. I mean, it was it was really a pretty brief moment, but it was so focused and distinct and just like really Mm -hmm. heartwarming. And I thought it brought everybody Mm -hmm. together, which was nice. I was a little bit sad, again, just because I hadn't seen her live before that she didn't do Scream, but um, but it was okay. I let that go. (laughs) I was surprised because Scream has been a staple in the rotation. But I think yeah, probably which, that's why. And also she replaced it with the full brother. A good point. Tribute. Yeah. Because right. um, you could tell right. who was Michael in that lineup. Um, so right. like she, <laughs> she replaced it. And we, listen, at least I know you haven't seen it, but we've been screamed to death. Like, <laughs> yes, that's how I, that is. So there were a list of songs that we had put together that we said we don't want to hear or see in this concert. And I'm sorry, Elise. I, you know, like I, lo- I, I do love Michael Jackson, but Scream was one of those. I was like, I don't need to say it anymore because it's been performed the same way since Unbreakable. I'm good on Scream. Yeah, it's actually kind of reassuring to hear that because um, I'm not going to go in detail into it, but as you guys know, we're going through kind of a tumultuous time in the Michael Jackson community, and mm-hmm. um, and I, literally, I had a few friends who you know are are super super casual Mm -hmm. janet fans asking me why did she cut it from this show blah 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 and i just was like oh god you know do i have to go into all that but um but no that's good to know that it was really just about having a fresh and interesting set list um and which i i fully agree it was so 
great. You've reassured me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think she probably heard us because I mean, I really have loved seeing her perform Scream. And one of the things I love about it is she does use that song in very important moments. Like I talk about it all the right. time, like when she did the Global Citizen, you know, she put Michael's face on TV all around the world. Yeah live once again right and i know that that was a very conscious choice just like she chose to do what about her song about domestic violence like live all across the world so she makes very conscious choices about the things that she's doing but i was like ma'am we know you're trying to support your brother but can we have a break (laughs) (laughs) we're good on it okay i i respect that guys i respect so she also talked during the show briefly you know she doesn't do a lot of talking but she talked about how this was a full circle moment for her. She talked about how it was 46 years ago when she made her debut in Las Vegas with her brothers um, when they had their show at the MGM Grand. And I just thought that that was particularly touching because connected with that Jackson 5 moment, you know, for her, a lot of time she spent in her career just really trying to be her own person. And so it's like she started with her brothers in Vegas worked hard to kind of separate herself and create her own identity and then return to Vegas as her own self, but also in a position to pay homage to her brothers. And I was like, wow, that's really nice. Yeah, It's great to see. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, the initial PR for the show promised that Metamorphosis was a conceptualized as an autobiographical tracing of her path to self-love, empowerment, motherhood, and activism amidst the challenges she faced along her personal journey. So I'll start with you, Elise. Do you think the show fulfilled this vision? So yeah, I definitely read that. And it had me thinking what kind of show it was going to be. And that's also where I kind of got thinking, oh, is this going to be kind of a strange, like, you know, medley with just kind of best of hits that, and a lot of maybe narration that kind of trace her journey? Um And maybe like halfway through the show, I was thinking, you know, I don't see that vision for this at all. Mm -hmm. But I do think in the end, um, and actually maybe the whole last half, it packed such an emotional punch that we really did see that emotional metamorphosis of Janet. And I was kind of looking at some reviews of the show, and I, I think there was even one review that pointed out how even her engagement with the dancing and everything, how it kind of evolved through the course of the show and some interesting things like that that were maybe more subtle. Oh, and and of course, at the end, we get her whole, the actual kind of overt like narration about her being a mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, at the end, I thought, gosh, really, I have seen over the course of this, you know, 100 minutes, how um, Janet has found herself and become the person she really needs to be and come, you know, back to herself and how she's fully in control of this amazing production. So I think I did feel it at the end, but I didn't quite see that going through each step of the way, but I was very happy with the outcome. Yeah. And you did mention the moment with Issa and Mama and uh, mm-hmm. I was able to watch that from home and it was such a beautiful moment. It was so sweet. And I kind of do owe Janet Jackson an apology because she tells a story about how Issa has perfect pitch and perfect tune. And I'm like, okay, but whatever. He's too. And you were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I was like, that's so sweet. Like moms are such horrible assessments of their children's talent. And then you heard it and you were like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Like he could repeat exactly the way she yep. would 
sing it to him. And so and laughs like her. He does. His little laugh was so cute. Yeah. Yes. My apologies, Miss Janet Jackson. It wasn't that I didn't believe that you could assess talent. I just didn't believe you could assess your own oh, child's talent. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one can. Everybody's child is a genius. Everybody's child is the best. And you're like, they really? That's not really it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was beautiful. She that moment that she shared, and she was actually dressed as the um, African goddess Ocean, mm-hmm. who's the goddess of love and mm-hmm. connectedly sweet waters. But yeah, so I was like these conscious choices that she made, and many of them are very subtle. But you know, just to reflect what's important to her, and and there's always a nod to heritage, right? Right. Every now and then, someone will say something silly like the Jacksons aren't black or they transcended race or whatever this nonsense is. Well, Ugh, that drives me crazy. Right. Like somebody got to yeah. tell them that because right. they are constantly doing things to uplift and recognize heritage. And so I appreciate that so much. Absolutely. Um, I'll just say like, so after the show, me and my friends, we were like trying to figure out like, okay, how does this really like relate to that whole narrative that they told in the PR about, you know, meta- metamorphosis and what it meant. And we were trying to like analyze the songs and why she started with empty and, you know, like what empty really means. And, you know, I think that you can try to do that, but then it kind of gets a little hairy and you're like, okay, maybe that's not really the direction that it was going in. So I'll say that I felt like the metamorphosis in the show itself was more about how she performed. So like, and, and paying tribute to those certain parts of her career. So like the whole like control medley was very much like the what have you done for me lately performance from the Grammys in 1987. Mm -hmm. So it gave that whole throwback kind of feel. And even like to me, even the way that the stage was set up was set up in that vein originally. Right. Oh, cool. And so then although there was more band on the actual stage back then, but still like it had that whole retro vibe. So, and then as it went on, like you saw her doing different pieces, the way that she may have performed something back in the day, it may not have been exactly the same, but you could see kind of the connection to, okay, this reminds me of this tour. Like the come on, get up part kind of reminded me of the all for you tour in a way that the the lighting was set up and the way that the stage, you know, the way that the staging was done or, you know, the choreography of it or whatever. And then like, you know, the whole bringing back strawberry thing, you know what I mean? It was like, okay, so we're going back to, okay, this is, you're getting all of me. You're getting all of the different pieces of me. I'm just arranging them in this kind of order. It may not be autobiographical as, you know, a timeline, like start to finish, but it is all of the parts of who I am as a person culminating into me being this mother. And also I'm still an activist. You know what I mean? Like that's how I felt it all connected itself. Yeah. The coffee table book, which is expensive, but I got me one, um, is that whole kind of timeline autobiographical metamorphosis, if you will, but cause it has literally pictures from her as a baby up until today it's amazing if you have the money to get it i suggest you get it but it is also expensive yeah that's awesome okay um yes i would agree like at first i wasn't getting it and when i read the initial pr concept i thought to myself like autobiographical at first i thought okay is there going to be a narrative so like at least you mentioned you thought there would be more narration and i thought possibly there would be too but then also i was like we know this woman like she's not about to get up here and tell her whole life story so (laughs) when you think about it from the perspective of it was autobiographical in terms of the Janet that was presented along the way on the albums. Mm -hmm. So it was like reflecting on like every stage of her life as it was presented in song by that perspective. Yeah. I I think she hit it. Right. Right. Yeah. So I want 
And one thing, too, that we didn't talk about, but we should mention is that we can't overstate how much our fave is everyone else's fave. Like, celebrities turned out for our girl and they fangirled and fanboy just like the rest of us. Um, Opening night was really a who's who as celebrities traveled to see her. Uh, We had, uh, I think, Magic Johnson, Gabrielle Union. He was in my row. Magic Johnson was in your (laughs) row? Yes. I'm sure whoever was behind him was irritated. I was, and, and I was, I said that too because he was sitting somewhere else and they moved him. And I was like, you move a seven, almost seven foot tall man to the second <laughs> row. Like, he should be in the back. <laughs> yes, yes. We had Magic Johnson, Yvette Nicole Brown finally got to meet Janet. Oh, yep. I think we we're all excited for her to, to do that. But it was just, you know, yep. uh, Carrie Ann. Anaba was there and it was interesting. She wrote this really nice message on Instagram, like like a 500 word essay, really, um, just about, you know, the opportunity to meet Janet. And once again, like it just reaffirms that we really I mean, we stand the best, like not just from a musical perspective. And this is where I get hung up a lot of times when people want to challenge Michael, like has has someone overtaken Michael's celebrity or have they replaced him as pop music's um you know the one to be and I'm like it can't be done and and then I have to think about it it can be done it hasn't been done and the reason is because it's not just about the talent right michael is talented janet is talented but there we haven't seen another michael and we haven't seen another janet because one we haven't seen people willing to give of themselves so completely in so many different areas and you have to think about it from a talent standpoint from a music standpoint also from a philanthropy standpoint and just humanitarian we haven't seen that combination of pieces yep i agree i i also think that there there are no other people who have brought to music what they have brought but other people haven't really changed the musical landscape. You know what I mean? They're kind of on trend, yeah. but they're they didn't change videos. They didn't change dance. They didn't change they didn't, song. Right. They didn't right. They're they're living off of what they created. And that's, you know, purely it. You know, they're they're living off of what they created. They may do something. Yeah, they might elevate it. Mm-hmm. But the lane is the same. It's it's not they didn't create a new path for someone else to follow. Um and that's what makes Janet and Michael stand out to me yeah it's a lot of things that these other girls wouldn't be able to do if janet didn't do them first and that's all that's all that's all i ask for people you can have your faith i care less all i ask for people to acknowledge that the britney spears and the sierras and the beyonce's and whoever else want to hit an eight count whoever else want to explore their sexuality or sensuality all that comes from janet demita joe jackson let's be clear <laughs> she been moaning she been moaning she been moaning on these records it's your life <laughs> <laughs> yes. So before we wrap, I just wanted to talk about the parties. You said you did um, the after party. Okay. Tell us about that. So it was crazy crowded. Um, when I got in there, um, it was, I mean, Janet was there and you couldn't see her at first, but again, so I saw like her dancers and some of her team, but I was like, I don't know if she's there or if she's not there. You know, like you never know if she's actually going to show up to these things or not. And then I saw Joey. So he wouldn't be there. She wasn't there. So I was like, okay, so she's there somewhere. And then you could see the hair. Then they did some little musical tribute where like these dancers came out and danced to some of her songs. I know at least you're, you're a huge Michael fan, but there's one thing that I've always kind of like 
sometimes irritates me a little bit. And it's that when they do these tributes, sometimes they throw Michael in there. And I'm always like, can we just let Janet stand on her own for a second? And I had nothing to take away from Michael, right? No, totally. I absolutely agree with you. Um, But, you know, you can see her grooving and, and dancing to that. I did get in the VIP mm-hmm. section, but not until after she left. Well, here's what I want to say. Brandon, you have yeah. such a fancy life. He I'm does, saying. right? Like, we need to hang out with Brandon. Because Brandon knows how that to navigate the waters. I'm going to next time. Are you going back to the show again? You have to tell me when. I will meet I you I definitely there. want to go back to the show again. The, the last night right now is like three days before my birthday. Oh, that's a good so happy birthday to you. Going then. Yeah, or going, or if they extend it to the week after. I want to go the week after because that's when my brother can go. He can't go right now because he's in a play. Um, but I would like to go. I love it. If I could. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to just say about the parties and that it was really good to see Janet kind of getting to relax. Now, I know she's still working. Like someone said that some of these parties, that like the ones that are immediately after the shows are <laughs> in the contract, like she has to go for a little bit. Um, but mm. like her birthday party, the surprise party, I was just so happy to see her just like getting a chance to just like live life. And I, it, it mm-hmm. I'm like torn because we want to see her live life, but also I just want to know, I just mm. want to know that she's living well, but I want her to have freedom and access to move the way she wants to move. Right. Like, so it's, right. it's only so much you can do if you know that there's 400 cameras in the room. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, it's just good to see her just having fun and see how people show up for her like folks show up for janet you know um and so i just appreciated that ebony what was your favorite moment from the after party um little kim because i i still go up for kimberly jones to know kimberly jones rap big mama things and janet was like vibing which lets me know janet probably had the album had me extra geeked for her to uh rap crush on you because crush on you is my favorite kim song had me extra geeked I love the fact that her and Johnny Gill has been friends for a very long time. And Johnny has like supported her. Johnny was at Joseph's funeral. Johnny always shows up. So to know that he thought like enough of her to be like, let me play in my good sister party. Like warms my heart. And like Angela Wimbush, I didn't even realize they were still friends, friends like that. I fangirl every time I see Angela Wimbush and Janet together. Yeah. <laughs> I love Angela Wimbush. So to see her there too in Quest Love who absolutely stands Janet and tells people every time he gets a chance that he, well, he stands their whole family. So to see people like just show up, even though I was a little, um, I was a little mm, about Eve and carry on and Naba from the talk. Cause I feel like they said some slick stuff when they were doing all that Neverland stuff, but I'm gonna let them slide. Cause I can't hold nobody else. <laughs> if she see a problem, <laughs> if she pulled it out, cool. <laughs> I wanted to ask one final question about the show, and that is this. It's getting such rave reviews. Hollywood Reporter, Variety, all of these places are just giving it such high marks and really saying that she's like the concert of the summer. Do you think from your perspective, the two of you having have been in the theater, is this a show that could travel? I want to. It needs to. It it needs to. That's it. Yeah, I would love to see it travel, too. I wonder... I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess the, there weren't really not that many props or anything, so it would be totally doable to do that. I really am, like, set to be a total Janet addict at this point and go as many times as possible. You guys, I am, like, moving over to the Janet stand camp. Like, <laughs> yes. Come on, there's welcome. room we for everyone. <laughs> yes. Well, you guys, 
this is it really. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me about your experiences in Vegas. I am still incredibly excited. Um, you know, we go to Vegas in August and I don't think I've ever been this excited to see a show that I've kind of already seen. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> Issa's right. mom is killing it, y'all. Like we just need to recognize that. Uh, Killing. She's amazing. Before we sign off, what do you guys wish for Janet? I wish her complete, total happiness. Um, I think that she deserves that. And I think that's something that she's been searching for. Um, but I want her to feel as free to be exactly who she is. Yes. All the time. Um, that is what I wish for. Um, and there's one thing I did want to say, and I don't know if I can wait till after Elise goes, but if you would allow me to say it, Please. I would. So I wanted to say to her, and I don't know if she's listening or not, but I wanted to say thank you. Um, I want to say thank you for not only just my experience that I had at the concert, but just the life that I have had. You know, a lot of people say that you're connected through music or, you know, our, I'm not necessarily religious, but I'm spiritual. And I think that our spirits are connected. And I feel like I've, our spirits aligned in a way that made sense for me. Um, and have I've always felt that connection with her through her music. And it's great to hear when people say that she's the kindest, nicest person that you've ever want to met, mm-hmm. that you've ever met, right? But in that moment, when I had my experience with her just now at Metamorphosis, I've been going through some like personal things. Like my, my dad has Alzheimer's and uh, early onset Alzheimer's. And it's been kind of rough. Um, for me dealing with, you know, dealing with that. I have other brothers and sisters, but I'm the only one that's kind of local to where he lives. So I have to deal with that more frequently than they do. And for that night, I was carefree. Yes. And it made me feel so great and joyous. And that is the thing that I experience every time I go to a Janet Jackson concert, but it was even more so, it was heightened in this in this this time and i just want to tell her if anybody's listening if anybody can share with her just thank you for that i i, I truly appreciate yeah, it from the bottom that's beautiful of and i i think sweet. she would say that that is why she does this you know i, I actually just listened to michael talk yeah. about this um about entertaining and how he felt like it was his mission to just give people a moment to be above their worries um and i just feel like you just mm-hmm. articulated that so well so thank you for that man um, Elise, what is your wish for Janet? Really, Brandon said it so perfectly. I think um, just seeing Janet come into her own and be in control of her every aspect of her life after going through some difficult years um, is incredible and it's inspiring. And the way also that is able to kind of protect her personal life in this crazy, crazy swirl of uber fame she lives in is incredible so yeah i wish her peace and happiness and to enjoy motherhood and to continue on this wonderful journey and just like thank you for continuing to be out there and give us your music and work so darn hard and dance your butt off for those almost two hours it was phenomenal inspiring show and i will never forget it yes ebony what is your wish for janet to be completely and utterly happy, professionally, personally, family-wise, just genuinely happy. Because if you, when you read her interviews, it's still like a, a pitch of sadness that comes along with her life and career. And I just think it, for as much as she did and how long she's been in the spotlight, she deserves genuine happiness in every aspect outside her life, period. 
at 53 and you still fine and you got a baby. You deserve true and and genuine and happy love. And you deserve people to give you the recognition you deserve. That's it. I think, I think that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that really is it for us for now. If you need more Janet Jackson, which we know you need more Janet Jackson, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. And also, if you are already a subscriber of this podcast, please leave us a comment wherever you are listening. Your comments and likes help other people find us, especially on iTunes. Yes, please leave us a comment on iTunes if you can, even if you listen elsewhere. And tell a friend to follow us on social media at JJ Today Pod. We would love to hear from other fans. Our intro and outro music is provided by Good For You by THBD. It's licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license.